306 of the Saturn Studs Podcast. I'm Kurt. Joined once again this week by my gentlemanly co-hosts, Peter and Jake. That's right, Kurt. Um, this week, we're coming at you with the Uncle Vanya edition of the cast. The Uncle right. Vanya! We're, celebra- we're celebrating Castlevania! The- <laughs> um, with, with the uh, retreat of McDonald's. In Gloria, Russia. I will have a 10-piece Vanya nugget with some uncle sauce. Uncle sauce. Uh, it tastes like uncle repressed sauce. trauma. <laughs> mm, nothing hits better like Uncle Vanya Sprite. I mean, yeah, Uncle Vanya sauce. <laughs> it, I remember it greatly from my youth. Uncle Vanya, he would take me in back room and he'd say, you'll never speak of what happened next. And then he would take out his his sausage <laughs> and then and then I would I would taste and suckle at the sauce. <laughs> ice ice cream machine broke, go outside. <laughs> Eat ice cream machine outside. Literal Ice McFlurry. cream machine broke. <laughs> uh, um did, Uncle did Vanya. Any, yeah, did I, I, I looked up see who... the, the logo for that? Yeah, it's just the uh it's the like the B <laughs> Yeah, they, it's really. They really beat. literally made McDonald's. They just turned it <laughs> ninety degrees and put a line under it. So Uncle Vanya is a play by the Russian playwright Anton Chekhov. Wait, is this the guy who had the gun? Yeah. It was a first yes. published in nineteen er, in nineteen eighteen ninety eight, <laughs> and was first produced in eighteen ninety nine by the Moscow Art Theater under the direction of Konstantin Stanislavsky. Oh. And now it's a McDonald's. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's, it's a. McDonald's. Uh, I, I mean, like we've we've got we've got plenty of those here. We've got our long John Silvers. We've got our Pop Eyes. Wait, could we finally see the first Bepsi? Bepis. Like actually like serving Bepis. Bepis. <laughs> I think I think this would be the perfect time for Russia to roll out their ultimate weapon, <laughs> the Pepsi, <laughs> the Pepsi, or the Pepsi, what's or the BPSI. You want me to bring this home? Uh, let me uh, pull up a quick thing here. Uh, you know what the Russian flag looks like? Oh, that's yes, not like the French flag. <laughs> what's what's wrong with your that's text not. today? <laughs> Your I'm Discord chat. The, I'm from the browser because I closed my Discord and it wouldn't open up again. It's goofy. All right, here we go. There we go. That is a. That's just. That's just okay. the Pepsi logo. It's just. It's oh, it is. It is. Pepsi man. The Russian state-sponsored cola. It's Repsi. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Repsi red. It's, a, it's red. It's colored red for for no reason in particular. So time to shine, and then they will overtake Coca Cola. So or the, Coca Cola, Coca. Or yeah, they'll they're they're serving a crystal crystal Bepis. Do you all remember that story? <laughs> yeah. When uh, the the Russian uh, ambassador, or whatever, back in the Cold War, he came over to America and was like, 
I want the Coke. Give me boneless Coke. <laughs> and so they smuggled in boneless <laughs> Coke as vodka. They're like, they, they poured it in clear. They took out the caramel color. They poured it in. They mm. smuggled the Coke to the Russian ambassador. Mm, delicious. <laughs> Except it was actual Coca-Cola. <laughs> and that's how we won the Cold War, ladies and gentlemen. Because the False. Cold... Rocky Four ended the Cold War. And Everyone knows this, did Peter. did Rocky drink in Rocky Four? I don't Pepsi. remember. Served by a robot. <laughs> that I'm pretty sure Polly fucked. <laughs> uh, let me just like ninety eight percent on that. Let me also just uh, find that. Yeah, Polly's robot. Um, does it does it serve the Pepsi? I swear it served the Pepsi. She you dang! I thought it served like crystal crystal Pepsi. Because that was like the, the most '80s thing you could think of. I mean, it is an '80s movie. You were not uh, like unjustified in your assumption. Jake, like we're coming at oh. you from. Oh, ladies, we're coming at you live from the pub. We've got a green Guinness over here waiting for our corn, beef, and cabbage. It's starting, oh, yeah, it's starting to fall apart. Yeah, mate. We're getting... We're from Ireland, Oh, yeah. Mate. I'm from Ireland, it's don't you know? slipped away. God, I can't do an Irish. I can't. I got at it for a little bit. And, uh, and we're, just, we're just getting the potatoes. Doing stuff with... Doing dirty just, stuff with potatoes. Oh, potatoes. Just, just please stop. Just please oh, stop. Oh, I don't get some Irish potatoes. memes. It's a tato. <laughs> In case you tried to mistakenly pronounce it potato, no, it's tato. Oh, I'm trying to remember what the what the memes that I had seen um, before <laughs> that from like Irish the memes. Fucking title of someone's memoir memes that I've seen. <laughs> the memes that I've seen. Be careful starting up your car tomorrow morning. We heard See, now that we one. heard you were participating in pedophobia. It's okay, we can forgive you. Always, we get you a new car. Why don't you go for a drive in it? And then, and then the car explodes. Is that a reference to car bombs? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's make light of the very real situation in Northern Ireland. <laughs> hey. Be careful starting up your car. Your car in the morning. Get in the fucking car, Morty. <laughs> Back to Australia, Jake. Come on. <laughs> um, That's where I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm safe with that accent. We are watching. We watched a movie this week that uh, dodged Ireland entirely. Yes, because they were neutral. Yes. Um, they stayed out of this movie. <laughs> said we're not affiliated with king's man yes the king's the king's man was a um i don't know how i feel about it to be honest it is the definition of okay yeah i i was like had some stuff going for it it had some stuff that i didn't particularly care for but sure as shit was a kingsman movie i mean kingsman knew what it was it was like a jovial action romp this was just like kind of like a sad action movie with with some jokes some wit 
some of some of the dry British wit. Yeah, uh, it's it's about as exciting as British cuisine. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Get fucked. Yeah. Get fucked, Gordon. Oh wait, you guys don't. Burning your food would mean you have to cook it instead of boiling it. Sorry, guys. They just boil everything. Some boiled jelly yield. Well, uh, you know. Oh, I'll get some fish and chips. Boiled Bangers. chips. Bangers and mash. Oh. A banger in the mouth. Let's look up some best English cuisine. Fish and chips. Nando's there. Bangers and mash. Oh, this one's called a full English breakfast. That's specific. A lot of beans in English breakfast. Oh, Sunday a, roast. A lot of beans. Nothing like some dry stewed beef. So this is a typical English breakfast. That's tea or coffee, mm-hmm. a plate of beans and some toast. Beans and, and then you get on a fucking subway. With about 25 other people in the car who had the same breakfast. Now, tell me that isn't a fucking bioweapon. <laughs> yeah, we've all been sleeping on that like little bioweapon brewing up in the UK. The Queen's got one just yeah. loaded and ready to aim at anybody who decides not to curtsy the right way. Are you going to take a nappy in the bean tube? <laughs> Princess Diana didn't want to eat the beans. Look what happened to her. Hmm? Coincidence? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, she said, fuck. Oh, fuck your bangers and mash. Get you outside the Tesco. That's what, yeah, let's talk trailers. That's what English people. So. I'm Princess Diana. We're going we're gonna to talk trailers now and not... Just and not do bad into accents. Into a, into a fucking back alley and just, just I don't even want to get off the ground plucking this low hanging fruit. Like I want to reach it from a sitting position. Just uh, nothing. I want to erase it from my memory. Uh, would you? I I will. I will. <laughs> that memory will be taken from you. <laughs> Yes, take it from my memory. Yes, because uh, this is like a like a marksman. <laughs> do, do you all remember uh, Liam Neeson saying, "Hey, I'm done with In action cold movies." Pursuit. <laughs> he forgot. He forgot. Do you think he forgot he wanted he, to be out of right. action movies? He, he forgot. Yes, I mean this movie's a documentary. <laughs> He's struggling with Alzheimer's. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say that this movie does have a level of intrigue that rises beyond the uh the Bruce Willis geezer teaser uh sphere. It's from the guy who directed Casino Royale. Yep. And it does have a fairly interesting premise that I feel like if they focus on you know Hitman with uh Alzheimer's could make a for a fairly unique action movie. But my fear is that they're gonna just you know, paint by numbers the shit, and it's gonna be, yeah. you know, what you fear it will be. Yeah. Who would, if you had to get, <laughs> if you had to get a star, uh, for your Alzheimer's, hitman thriller, um, I guess who would you get besides Liam Neeson? Joe Biden. Mel Gibson. Joe Biden has been sleeping on his acting career. I know he's been a politician for his entire life. 
but I think he has that certain je ne sais quoi. Came out the womb politicking. <laughs> I, he did. But, but you, see the, you see the movie poster outside the theater, and there's a little sticker with him pointing. He said, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> Those stickers are universal. I'm going to put that, like, on Kristen's thigh before she gives birth. And just, like, have him point towards the, the kid coming out. I did that. Oh, corn poppy old rapscallion Joe Baden. I, I think he'd be... I don't, know where I, I don't know where to go after that. Well, I don't know. Just go back on the Joe Biden as an, as an action Alzheimer's patient. Yeah, remember, I think it's... Remember when there was a... He, uh, the meme during his uh, when he was vice president was uh, Diamond Joe. Y'all remember that? That was the cool version of Joe Biden. Cool, cool Biden driving the car, throwing the foosball to to Barack. Well, he was a lot younger back then. He was only ninety years old instead of one hundred and seventeen. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, man, Adrenochrome really has come a long way. Um, I mean, Adrenochrome Two was really the next level of uh, of of child blood and uh, youth See, now serums. That's the thing is, like, Adrenochrome is such a cool name for like a fucking like a Fast and the Furious kind of like racing action movie. <laughs> like, it's so sick. Like, I, I, I think would go, Google. If QAnon didn't exist, I would go watch Adrenochrome Two. I think Google should look into that as like naming one of their next softwares. Like maybe when Chrome, Chrome. Gets, gets phased out, like the new Chrome is called Adrenochrome, and it's just a younger, hipper, uh, livelier version of it where the responses are snappier. Like new Coke. Yeah, new Coke. <laughs> it's <laughs> and they just cut out all the, the trim the fat. Just you search where you want to search. Built-in search engine is DuckDuckGo, of course. Oh yeah. <laughs> Adrenochrome. Yeah, it's just it's a cover for DuckDuckGo. It's Adrenochrome. That would be funny though. What if under DuckDuckGo in like really small letters it said "powered by Adrenochrome" or something like that? You start getting that those level of memes. Deep. Uh, you have the power to create this. Uh, I could. One is it? a change. What if in the I, world you want to see? What if I claw? What if I chromed my toilet? chromed my toilet all over. I chromed all over it. Then I clogged it. I would have to unclog it with a Drano chrome. I forgot what we were talking don't, about. Don't hurt yourself reaching that that far. That was... No, we, I stretched, we had to, like, remember, fucking... with all the low-hanging fruit. I, that was my warm-up. We had to walk across the Sahara to get to that punchline. <laughs> like fucking Columbus landed in Cuba faster than you took to get to that punchline. It took it. Right. It took us longer to get to that that punchline than it did for Puss Two to come out. Puss is and- this even? I have no idea what <laughs> number this is. I don't know. Is, I don't know why Puss in Boots has its own fucking spinoff franchise. I don't know why in 2022 they're making another one of these. I don't know why this. This says it stars Antonio Banderas, but I don't know why it doesn't sound a damn thing like wow. Antonio Banderas. 2011. That, yeah, it was only the one the one movie before. 11 years later. Fucking well, 11 years I, I, later, Puss 2 comes well, out. 
YouTube is telling me watch on YouTube Puss in Boots the Three Diablos, which came out in 2012. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, that was a short though. Oh, that wasn't okay. a <laughs> the Three Diablos. Thir- it's it's 13 minutes and 11 seconds. We could we could watch it live and commentate, but we won't do that. Won't put you through that. I don't want to put myself through that. And then there was also wasn't there that Netflix interactable Puss in Boots thing that came out a few years ago. <laughs> Like a choose your own adventure type thing, maybe. Um, oh, that was a. Uh, that was that was uh, maybe. Um, oh shit! What the fuck was that? What was that series that came out that everybody loved? All the it British... wasn't it wasn't the Black Mirror no. episode. Black Mirror, yeah. Because so, they, they did uh, boots. not Bandito, but I forgot what the fuck that name was. God, I think I have like Alzheimer's sometimes, which is scary. So I'm going to eat some fish oil. Jake, your brain has been replaced with a cantaloupe by a fairy. Probably. Um, so okay, I yes, noticed there that was, they, uh, they put there the, was a interactable Choose Your Own Adventure, Puss in Boots, okay. thing on Netflix. Maybe that's why it took so long. Um, very. Uh, they put the Spider-Verse animation uh, style on this. They, the animation does look weird. They, put the like, cell, if, they kind of put the cell filter over or the grease pen filter over it and killed the frame rate for some of the action scenes. Yeah, yeah, oh, it, yeah, yeah uh, they did. I don't know if that uh, that was an intentional choice or they just didn't have the budget for computers. Maybe it's, make column B. <laughs> it's Schrodinger's budget. How much did we spend on this? You'll never know. No, this was a stylistic approach, right? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, yeah. Um, so they're playing on the whole cat's got nine lives, and uh, Puss has used eight of them, or eight, or used all nine of them? I don't know. He's on his last life, this, whatever. He's on his last leg. Yeah. He's got to beat Contra if only one life. Uh, and I guarantee you there'll be like a fairy godmother at the end who grants well, him more lives totally after he dies. Astral plane. <laughs> he, he does battle in the spirit realm with the three bears. I like how cats can get drunk in this universe by drinking a lot of milk. So that's that's what I like in my children's movie. Well, you can't have alcohol in your kid's movie. Yeah. Is this it's because... Like not allowed. Is this because all the dads are just like... Uh, no, honey, it's just daddy drank a little bit too much milk. Is all, and you can't. It's daddy's milk. You can't have any of it. So, just like puss and boots. <laughs> sure. You're driving, kid. <laughs> Here, here's you reach the pedals, right? <laughs> hey, I, I don't worry. I'll shift it for you. You just press the left one and the right one when I say, okay? God, that's that's dark. I hope nobody ever had to deal with that shit. <laughs> um, but if you did, yeah, this watch and boots. Man, this this movie looks like torture for the average viewer, and uh, don't really know why it's coming out. All these years they later, think they can squeeze a little more money out of the franchise. <sighs> Is it well, Shrek someone, memes that are keeping it alive? Like, I think well, someone like DreamWorks. It's been floating. Someone had a screenplay that they are really proud of. They put it and they adapted it into Puss in Boots. I feel like this movie in no way uh, 
had any pride associated with it at any point in time. Oh, I, I, I guess I just, it kind of has that vibe where it's like they're, it's almost entirely disconnected from Shrek. Like they're almost, they've almost pulled that last string uh, connecting the two. Uh, so that kind of, it gives, just gives me the impression that someone had a, some fanfic writer who just got well, really Well, it's a spinoff. Yeah, they did their whole spinoff story. Well, I think the last Pussy Boots was a spinoff also because they can't afford Mike Myers anymore. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, oh, that's what I saw. Oh, good. We have more trailers I can talk about. Oh, yeah, the Pentaverte or whatever. Uh, Penteveret. The Penteveret. I fucking love this. How do you spell it? Uh, P-E-N-T-A-V-E-R-A-T-E. Penteveret. Um, okay. So, this, I, I can't tell if that one guy is also Mike Myers. Is he playing, I think he's playing multiple characters like he usually does. That would be a very Mike Myers. Um, so awesome that he's doing that, which means more Mike Myers. This is based off of some like random bits from I Married uh, an Axe Murderer. The movie he did murderer. back in the... 1997, I think. Michael Richards was in that movie. Or maybe it was 94. It was before the first Awesome Powers, which was 97. So I think it was like 95 or 94. So I married an axe murderer back in 93. Okay. Um, And it was full of just some awesome shit. Holy shit. Is that, is that the like hot guy, Anthony LaPiglia? Man, he, time did not favor him. (laughs) Shit. Um, So there was, it, it was about his dad. Well, it wasn't about his dad, but there was a scene where his dad was like reading um, uh, tabloids, you know, fake tabloids, a Bigfoot crossing or whatever, you know, uh, New World Order type shit. Probably the shit you'd see on like Newsmax and, uh, you know, uh, Alex Jones type shit. Uh, So he was talking about how there's this uh, secret cult called the Pentaveret, which consisted of like all the highest, the well, the Rothschilds, the Queen. There's a famous quote where he goes through and explains how they're like running the world, uh, and they're making a movie out of that like two minute bit, and I I fucking love it. It's just it's so neat. I think, Uh, and it'll be a Netflix original or Netflix movie, whatever. So pretty cool. We'll see. Pretty, pretty. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just neat. I, I think. Netflix. I hope it's a uh, like a love child from Mike Myers, but and I hope Netflix doesn't ruin it too much. This is a, hopefully this is a Mike Myers warm up. You know, he's get get back in the back. In yeah, because he's in he's in it quite a bit. So I'm I'm assuming he's like the main guy. I mean, he's like I think he's like the director, or producer, or whatever, right? Yeah, it's like it says from the mind of Mike Myers. So I'm assuming he's probably like Ron Dreyer. Oh his yeah, name on the marquee, the Meadows. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Next, I have the final trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog two, and uh, gotta say, looking pretty good. They're really they're really. Um, uh, Right and everything in. Did you see the? Did you see the um, poster for uh, the final poster they put up? I did not. Oh, oh boy! I'm gonna send that to you. 
Oh, oh man. I'm just, I'm just putting it. in the, uh, no, I'm just putting in the, uh, the Colonel, the uh, Pentaveret, uh, scene from Sorry, Married an Axe Murderer for context. Head, head, move. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Uh, Sonic 2. The sequel. The sequel. The squeakquel. Oh, yes. I did. I do remember seeing the, uh, the two, and I was like, oh, that's from the game box. Yeah. That's awesome. The thing from the game. They did the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that on Twitter. I was like, good, good job. You know what? They're doing a real bang up job with this. I love it. Yeah, this all looks it all looks very promising. They're like, I'm, all right, I'm excited for it. The the masses like the IP. We've these actors are marketable. The character design finally works. Let's start putting in game references, more game references. We'll we'll, we'll do yeah, like this an definitely Sonic feels. Plot. It's a Sonic two. It's I mean it's gonna be a little bit of a disconnect because it's it's Sonic two, but this is definitely like the plot of Sonic three. Sonic two and Knuckles. <laughs> They, just didn't, they wanted to save Ann Knuckles for the third one, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming maybe Knuckles will... Was Knuckles ever a bad guy in the game? Yes. He, he was, wasn't like a bad guy per se. He just kind of was a dick. He was misled by Eggman into thinking that uh, into getting the emeralds from Sonic. They kind of rehashed that plot in Sonic Adventure 1. Um but after, yeah, after, like, the last... I think Mystic Cave Zone, right, is when you fight Knuckles. And after that... Yeah. The beef kind of... The Knuckles half of with Knuckles is uh, on your side, I think. Gotcha. Yeah, th- uh, this looks really cool, because they even have, like, all the crazy robots from yeah, Eggman Yeah, there's, like, shit it. from Ice Cap Zone. So this is why I say this is basically Sonic 3, because you got Ice Cap Zone in there, you got... Sky Sanctuary... Uh, Sky Sanctuary, Angel Islands in there, but that's more adventure titles. Um, you have you the, know, Master, you got the Emerald. Master Emerald. And, uh, you know, it all looks pretty good. The only thing that's kind of like what's going on here is when fucking uh, Eggman comes out with his Green Lantern powers, or Magneto powers, I should say. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, so I'll, I'll forgive them for, like, doing their own liberties, like, here and there, because it, it does seem pretty true oh, I to have the complete, story i have complete faith that this will be fine because yeah. they did not do anything like resembling sonic stuff in the first movie and it was it was great so you know this can only be helped by having uh more of the source material in it mm-hmm. yeah um yeah I'm, I'm i'm officially excited for this movie april 8th it's it's coming in hot. What what's we're, we're gonna watch it? It's, it's, that's, yeah. What's the closest show date for that? April eighth. Uh, come on, show me my calendar. We probably we probably April have like a, a Thursday 8th. showing. Yeah, we can we can get it. It'll be on the we'll review it for the April 9th episode. Oh, do they have Wednesday showings like early screenings, or is that like um, for special people? I don't know. It depends. Can we get accredited as an official reviewer? (laughs) Show our fucking card. Yeah, show them our card to get an early screening ticket. A reviewer card. Yeah, they they gotta have something Uh, like that. Yeah, sometimes they do. We all do have real reviewer traits. Yeah, it's it's there. You can see it. 
And if we only get one, page. then we can just all like get on a trench coat and then go to the theaters and like That's that. Open. Yeah. Um, Never the, mind this uh, seventeen foot man trying to walk into the theater. Um. Yeah, I, I peg you as like a, I peg you as the top tier. <laughs> you should say I'm gonna peg you from on top. I, I peg you as the top. I, I'll get you as the top. I think you get the balance, and Peter's got that long hair that you can hold on to. And I think he's got just enough stock that I can really lock down his thighs and make us just one unit. I, you're making, I don't consent to, to my brain visualizing this. This wasn't weird, but you made it super weird. <laughs> you why? penetrated into our minds. <laughs> what do you mean, why? <laughs> I'm just holding Peter, holding you. Okay, yeah, if you said it like that, it'd be fine. Yeah. But the way you phrased it was completely (laughs) disgusting. I'm describing Peter's girth, being able to support your your flank. (laughs) So you know how a site says, you know, can we know your location? And then the Crystal Skull Vodka website says, can we geolocate you? It's the same sort of energy, where it means the same thing, but one way to say it is 10,000 times worse. I'm just trying to support Peter's loins supporting your loins. Jake, you are 10,000 spoons. And all I, I will hoist... <laughs> and all I need is a vice. A Tokyo vice. From HBO Max. Tokyo Vice. I didn't watch this trailer. What's it about? It's uh, Ken Watanabe and Ansel Elgort. <laughs> oh, is it? Is it from Legendary? <laughs> it may be. Uh, no, no monsters this time. Um, but it's Ansel Elgort. He is a un, he is an investigative journalist in Japan, trying to investigate the seedy underworld of Japan. And Ken Watanabe's like. You can't go too far. You're going to... You're putting yourself in danger. You can't tell anyone about this. But you have to, because it's Tokyo Vice. And they're in Tokyo, and it's Vice. So it's like Miami Vice, but in Tokyo? No. That was a cop show. Um, Rapungi Vice. <laughs> Different part of Japan. Uh, and Ansel Elgort speaks what I'm assuming is all right Japanese in this. Um, and there's going to be uh, fights and and tension and Japanese. <laughs> that's that's what we're doing here. It's exciting. It's you really Ansel sold Elgort. it. <laughs> it has lighting. There are cameras. There are scenes <laughs> presented in a linear sequence. Oh, okay. Um, is it a movie or a television show? I think it's a television movie. Uh, okay. Uh, it doesn't. It's not telling me. I think it's a movie. 
No, okay, it's a Straight. series. Sorry, I was wrong. It's a series. Okay. Yeah, series. Yeah. Um, I won't be watching that. Like, I won't be watching The Watcher. Who watches The Watchmen? I don't know. I'm not going to watch this movie. <laughs> Wait, there's a Watcher? Forever. The Watcher? It's, no. It's, I think it's... It's probably it's from a like suspense a movie. Yeah. I want to say this it's was originally a, in French and it was just called Voyeur. Um, but oh, um, gotcha. It yeah. was a Sundance, a stunning gaslighting whodunit. Yeah, we, is I the, think we talked about this. Uh, Why? Um, let's see. It, well, this is according to movie clips trailers an exclusive teaser to them, so uh, perhaps not. There was a movie called Voyeur. That I remember talking about vaguely. Yeah, um, I remember something extremely similar to this. Yeah, there, you know what? There was a movie that was like this, but was not this. Uh, yeah, there's been also saw a, trailer a ton of movies like this. This is a very in vogue movie premise. Because I think the whole thing was like the one. The one that we watched before was they witnessed a murder or something like that. Um, or they were like, they did. Was that the lady in the window or whatever? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And then this is just like, they see somebody possibly watching them or something. Maybe stalking them. Watching me, watching you, watching them. Watching Phil Collins, watch a dude drowned. You know, watching Phil Collins, watch a dude, watch a dude drowned. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He should have saved that guy. How dare he? I can't believe, can't believe he called him up in the middle of his show. That's a thing that totally happened. That's crazy. Uh, just like the thing that's happening that's totally crazy is Miss Marvel. It's the room where it happened. Um, yeah, Miss Marvel is a uh, television show About coming to Disney Plus. A young member of the Lantern Corps. Yeah, and uh, looks like she gets uh, powers from a bracelet, and they I, are I will with give the Marvel credit. If nothing else, they are uh, rounding out their portfolio of appeal because this is a uh, a tween drama. Mm-hmm. Those are hot right now. This is uh, this is the Degrassi for a modern age. It's the Marvel turning sure. red. Oh, okay. It's like what? The, what are you even talking about? What is the word? Because they literally just had like a teen drama and turning red come out and now they got kamala or kamala or kamala you know and then she gets her powers from a bracelet i guess they got the veep yeah because so i'm not i'm costume looks uh i guess fine but completely different from the comics so i'm sure they're gonna get some flack there but yeah, I, think I mean, like, right? Yeah, oh, okay. everything just looks a little bit off. And it, then you have the the blinding lights. Yeah, not not the cat version. So, no interest. I don't know. It just. It. I just. I don't. If it's not the cat version. It's no interest. I I hate when people say, "Well, it's not for you," because like, who decides? what entertainments for for white group you know um but this does not feel like it was made for for me i i don't think they should be trying to make anything for anybody 
because it seems like it seems like where they're headed with the new Avengers will eventually cross over into the movie field. Like like Kamala Khan and Miss Marvel will be eventually one of the new Avengers and she'll take up that role. And if they phase out, I mean, she'll be in Marvels. So or Marvels, the Marvels. They're just trying to get younger actors that can carry the franchise for another uh, decade. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but I don't, so I, I don't Tom think. Holland and, uh, but I don't think. Uh, oh, fuck. What's her name? The Captain Marvel currently. Um, uh, Brie Larson. Brie Larson. I don't think she's that. She's not old. I think she she's can do another five 30s. or so years. But and you know, I, I don't think the, the reception to uh, Captain Marvel was particularly great. I, I no. recall hearing, and I don't know if this is true. I will, I will preface this by saying this is pure conjecture on the Internet's part. But I remember that apparently there was a, a draft of Endgame that featured Captain Marvel a lot more. But due to some of the backlash the movie got, they rewrote it to kind of like chalk down her part. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that makes sense because the movies came out like a year apart. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how uh, how possible that even would be, but that is something that I remember hearing. Probably, and it might have been. I mean, maybe they decided to go with more Tony Stark because he was definitely out they were gonna give him a good send-off I, I have no idea um but i don't know it, i mean it seems just like with uh with what they're setting up with photon and my my one concern is that her powers photons powers um what's her name i can't remember her name um the new orleans girl that was in wandavision and then brie larson's character like carol danvers and they're setting up the Marv- Marvels or whatever. They're all going to have like powers that are very similar, where they're just going to have energy beams coming out of everywhere. Well, do you remember the Defenders, where it was the four people who were good at punching got together to fight crime? <laughs> yeah, well, all at I'm least you had. They're working to save. They want to save that budget on CG. Everyone's going to have powers in the same color palette. <laughs> well, but and that, drag and drop effects, <laughs> and that defenders thing that didn't work because they they you know were not different enough, you know even even to the point I, where the defenders series I think was pretty well received. Iron Fist wasn't. I think I well I think that's probably why if defenders lacked anywhere is it's because they had too much of the Iron Fist. In there. Um, I, I always thought Luke Cage was fantastic with uh, and season they one didn't, of Luke Cage was very good. Season two was a little less so. Uh, so yeah, long ago, def- man. The Defenders has a 78% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes and a 7.3 out of 10 on IMDbizzle. Which um, now is all on Disney+. Plus. You yes, can go get it all to Disney+. Plus. It's off Netflix now, I mm-hmm. believe. And um, there is a full content warning um, because it is, uh, I guess, technically mature. It is for mature audiences. They so, are all rated TVMA. Maybe it, depending on how well this is perceived by fans, maybe we will get like a rated R section that won't cost us much or cost us anything. 
One can only hope. Hulu's the rated R section, Dick. Huh? Hulu is the rated R section. Well, because they, they're eventually talking about like bringing like Deadpool to Disney Plus. And all of like Fox's stuff. I think I think well, they want to the keep thing. it all on That's Disney+. That's why Once Upon a Deadpool existed. It was a PG thirteen edit of Deadpool two that they could put on Disney Plus. You know, um, I, I wouldn't be opposed to that if, as long as we can get that. Just something, uh, you know. Yeah, but what's exciting about that is this is still rumor at this point. But there's a whole lot of smoke, and usually when there's this much smoke, there's a fire. But, um. There is there is some some scuttlebutt around the uh, the interverse here that season four of Daredevil is uh, in pre production for Disney Plus. I mean, it you know it sure would make sense, uh, seeing how we did get the Daredevil in or um, now before uh, everyone gets super excited. I've also heard. That it's kind of like a soft reboot of the character into the MCU. Yeah. So it won't pick up where the last season left off, unfortunately. But who knows? We'll see. We'll see A, if it exists, and B, what the contents. I think they're going to, they're definitely going to do something with Daredevil. They would not have put Charlie Cox in No Way Home if they didn't have plans for the character. Well, I think the next time we're going to see him probably would be in uh, She Hulk. Uh, possibly, yeah. I could see I that. Think that, that could be like a lawyer drama because yeah, they're both yeah. lawyers. And uh, I think I think they might set up something. Well, it wasn't like the premise of She-Hulk where she was a lawyer for other superheroes. So during the Civil War story arc, she that's why one of her one of the reasons I think She-Hulk was probably one of the big winners of Civil War is that her comics were basically just her uh, litigating the trials for some of the. Uh, heroes who were fighting back against the uh, Superhero Registration Act. Um, So uh, you can pick up those. You can pick up the trade paperback for, I think, the entirety of Civil War. It's expensive, but I think it does exist. It's out there. Uh, But the She-Call comics, uh, there are ways to find them. Uh, There's there's a program for you Windows users. It's called Comic Rack. Uh, It can read your CBR and CBZ files, and then those files can be found out there on the internet. I won't tell you where you can find them, but I'm sure if you uh, you did some uh, intrepid Googling, you would find your, yourself a copy of digital versions of all the Civil War comics. Uh, you can probably also buy them on Comixology, if that's your bag, but that's money in the pocket of Bezos. So, Oh, <laughs> speaking of the Bezos... Um... There is also a trailer for season three of The Boys. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I did hear a mention of that. Uh, We finally get some... After The Boys Diabolical. uh, Yes. I haven't seen any of those. I've seen clips. Some of them look pretty nice. Some of them are... I saw a brief breakdown of of some of it. Uh, I think we're going to start seeing the, uh, I guess, The Boys, uh, the... The group I forgot I told I forgot everybody's name. Um, where they start taking Compound V and getting superpowers themselves. Yeah, that was in t- the uh, yeah in the comic, like in the first issue, they shoot up Simon Pegg with Compound V. Yeah, because that's how they that that was the whole 
crux of the series is they use Compound V to take out the superheroes. Um, so yeah, that would be interesting to finally integrate that. They've they've diverged significantly enough from the boys comic that mm-hmm. I don't know where they're gonna go with it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'm pretty sure they killed off Black Noir and he was a very important part of the like final twist of the comic. I saw Black Noir in the trailer though. They maybe just having flashback scenes or something. I don't know, but they they he had a nut allergy and they fed him like peanuts or something like that. Um, oh yeah, that was he uh, does maybe appear he in the trailer. From I don't know. That. Uh, they could they could always just say he he recovered from his anaphylaxis. Yeah, and he's they, back they, now. They could they very easily hand wave that. Yeah, all they need is a throwaway scene where it's like, oh, we were we were quick with that epipen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they just show him shooting an EpiPen into his thigh. Like, it, they can Although, bring him back, I'm not saying. But, like, I mean, they've if, got this head-exploding thing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they they uh, they they killed off Stormfront, which was kind of like the mini-boss in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a guy in the comics, too. So that... They've, they've, they've diverged quite a bit, and it looks like they're pushing this... Uh, Fanta Society and the head exploding shit. The, the scanner lady. Oh, the Fresca, yeah. This lady, I don't know who that is. Um, yeah, I think the big feature for the next season was Soldier Boy, who I guess was yeah. the, the face yeah. who fought before Homelander. Um, yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how it... Like, I did not love the first season of The Boys, and I liked the second season even a little bit less, I'll give it. I mean, obviously it's going to be topical, so we're going to watch it, but I can't say as though I'm looking forward to it necessarily. Uh, just from the trailer, it I'm, I'm really hoping like the effects are just not polished up. Some of the oh, you know like gruesome effects kind of look terrible. <laughs> like yeah. they, they look like they are, they are low, low budget. And it's start. It's it's worrying me a little bit. I feel like we're kind of at the point where there was a lot of hype for season two, and it generated a lot of prime subscriptions. And then season two was a little bit less so. So now they're like cutting the budget a little bit. I'm just watching this one gore scene like over and over again, trying to get a good pause on it. It's it's um, it's, it's looking worse and worse. Yeah. It's looking worse and worse as I go through. Peter's lights get dimmer and dimmer every time I look over at him. As the sun starts going down, I did not put any lights up in my room. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, that is... Just, oh, it's just like CGI that, intestines. Spy Kids level, the effects it, there. It really is. It really is. Like, it's just that dark red... Like the dark red blood effect. But look at the body parts too. They look like super low poly. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, there was the another idea, scene earlier in it that I'm they sure did the this. idea is that it's only up there for like four frames, so you don't get to dissect it like this. But <laughs> it's still it's the bad. internet. <laughs> I gotta dissect it, and I know somebody else is has to have said something about it because it's fucking crazy. There are some good bits in here that look like. Um, they're going to be playing on some uh, cultural references. I mean, obviously, Soldier Boy is like a Captain America 
Um, but what's his name? A frame, the the speed guy, A-train, speed A, A train. Um, looks like he does a riff on the A-train. Pepsi commercial, the Kylie Jenner <laughs> Pepsi commercial. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the Pepsi commercial where it's like, hey, stop, hey, just drink a Pepsi. <laughs> uh, might be getting into like some K-pop stuff. I like they may be playing as like superheroes. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we'll see how it is. I'm actually surprised they uh, were able to finish, but maybe they did all the filming already because uh, Homelander, the actor, uh, actually got like arrested in Spain. Oh, jeez. So what for? I, I uh, assault, I believe. Not oh, mistaken. Okay. Uh, I think it was like a drunken assault. I'm sure he posted Bond and is out. Um, all right. Well, let's follow up on some of the movies we've uh, checked out and Trey watched his past in a segment we call the follow-up. Number one at the domestic box office weekend 10. Uh, that is March 11th through the 13th, year of our Lord, 2020. Ooh, 12 months to spend the sentence. Uh, 2022. Number one again this week by actually less of a margin. Uh, is The Batman, which brought in a respectable $66 million in its second week. Um, but that is down 50% from before. Uh, worldwide, mm-hmm. it's made about a half bill, which that's uh, yeah, good. I don't know if that's quite in line with their expectations, but, you know, $500 million is nothing to sneeze at. Mm-hmm. It's not no way home, but it's uh, yeah no yeah. it's it's that's a respectable box office in any any situation uh um, un- if I was to say for reference, the total run for dark Knight was a uh, worldwide was a bill uh billion, yeah, and that was after but I mean more only the second week, but I mean now I don't know if they're gonna get i mean maybe pushing six hundred. 700 worldwide? I would say it probably ends up around 650. Yeah, yeah. Would be my guess. Uh, unless there's like an untapped market that's just like, oh, we're just a couple weeks late. Yeah, maybe they didn't open in China yet. <laughs> if they didn't open in China, I don't know how it... Well, China and bats, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's Squirrel Man. That's why they have the flying squirrel suit instead of the... Uh... Just using a cape. <laughs> There's a China cut. <laughs> yeah. They had it all references to bats. <laughs> <laughs> you pretty much edit Batman out of the movie, and it's He's not too Man. dissimilar. <laughs> it's just the Catwoman Man. cut. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Uncharted, uh, in its fourth week, only dropped 16.7%. That's pretty interesting uh, retention there. Um, that is good for $9.2 million in second place, uh, opening in third. And I wanted so bad to review this, uh, do the follow, do the closer deep dive on this, but there are zero IMDb user <laughs> reviews for BTS permission to dance on stage hyphen seal colon live viewing, <laughs> which I believe what? is a K-pop concert event, video. Yeah. Um, that brought in $6.8 million in 800 theaters, trailing, I believe, only the Batman in per theater take. Yeah. 
um, hmm. which is kind of nuts. Um, in fourth, we have Dog, down only 14.8%, uh, despite leaving 100 theaters, 5.2 million. In fifth, the ineffable Spider-Man No Way Home. In its 13th week. And it's 13th week, still chilling out in the top. It is now available on home video. You do not have to go to the theater to see it anymore. We have, we have reached uh, that beautiful point where you can now watch Spider-Man No Way Home while you're in the theater watching Spider-Man No Way Home. Called the reverse pirate. Yeah. The leg boot, uh, if you will. The, the leg boot. The leg boot. The peg uh, leg boot. Only down 10.4%. Uh... Yeah, almost $1.9 billion. It's a fucking juggernaut of a movie. Cheesy Pete's. Um, Death on the Nile falls down a spot as well. $2.4 million. A lot of these other movies had pretty good retention. I think everyone like went out to see the Batman last week and they're like, oh yeah, movie theaters still exist, huh? <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> they had a fun time. I can go uh, out yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess a lot of people are checking out these movies. Opening in 7th. And this is a first. Well, not 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 a first in like, um, but it's the first time we're doing our IMDb deep dive on a uh, Bollywood movie. And opening in seventh. I think we did one a long, long time. Did ago. we? Yes. I don't know. Commenters, find out, find this out for us. I don't want to do the research. <laughs> uh, Radhi. Sham, 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 be a Sham, Shaman Sky, uh, <laughs> Sky form, yeah, Pokemon should not exist. Um, opened with one point eight six million dollars in eight hundred theaters, and uh, curiously, international box office is only listed at five hundred forty. $5,000, which cannot possibly count India <laughs> if this movie even opened in the... Uh, I, I suppose that's well, possible as well. Maybe it didn't do so well. I, uh, if only there was a way of measuring how well this movie did. Besides... Maybe. Oh, well, yeah, we gotta go check out some of those real reviewers with their real reviewer traits, and they all congregate in the safe haven of the IMDb user review section where they will be free of judgment except from three very specific people with a very niche podcast they can't uh, escape who us. will judge them very, very harshly. Um, not a lot of outlets have reviews for this. So there's, there's not even a... Google does not return a Rotten Tomato score for this movie. Uh, it only returns IMDb, which is a 7 out of 10, and a outlet called Paytm, uh, which gave it an 8.7 out of 10, and 87% of Google users liked the movie, for whatever that's worth. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> there's only one showing of this movie today near me, and that's in Colony Center <laughs> at 7.15. So very niche, very niche, very niche. Um, but boy, howdy. Are there some golden gems of reviews in this? I, I feel like we could make this the longest, <laughs> longest I, IMD segment ever. I had 
five reviews I desperately wanted to read. And I had that was just in ten stars. I didn't check out any of the nine or eight stars. I had like five that I desperately wanted to read, but I had to pare it down to two, and I'm heartbroken at some of my cuts. But we're gonna lead it off here with uh G Dine H C S P with his ten out of ten review of Radhi Shyam. Visual masterpiece, all caps. First half. Love track between Oh Jesus. Vikramadita and Pirana is so cute and lovable to watch and fan stuff with pal- palmistry elevations. Second half. Complete about fate and destiny and about rewriting the destiny. Exclamation mark. Apart from one or two forced comedy scenes, every shot is worthy. We definitely need to elevate the director. He took the cinema to next level without any villain and without any physical fights. Three exclamation marks. Kudos to the director, Radha. And about the hero-heroine performances, we don't need to talk about because they are the finest actors. (laughs) They've done their job as usually. Great! All caps, exclamation mark. Worth watching. Period. Period. Four exclamation marks. Overall, blockbuster. 13 out of 17 found that helpful. Excellent. I need, uh, I need you guys to see how this is formatted. Uh, all these, all these are, are, just, are just too good. Uh, I want to get a couple uh, honorable mentioned. Uh, headache, easily avoidable. Um. 350 CR gone in vain. I want to look up what CR is. Um, is that is that's, that what is that called? A core, a crore? Right. Yes, core like, that's what I was saying. That's how much this movie cost was 3,000 million rupees, which translates to about 39 million dollars. Uh, three billion for, for the rest of the world that uses extra uh prefixes. Oh, oh, so RS is Rupee and Kore. Okay, so I will now know how to appropriately read this review. Uh, and I will not, not do it in an accent. Uh, because I Thanks. will be, I will be canceled. From Rocky 111. <laughs> Rocky 111111. How many ones? This one? is, uh, no two one 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 is he's completely on that's how many ones okay very very bad movie 400 crore wasted Bakwas movie hi i want my 800 rupees back (laughs) i am so stupid i was waiting eagerly to watch this movie dot dot ek dumb Bakwas hi dot dot what shall I say? Sob cook karabatha. Dot dot. Twenty seven out of seventy nine found that helpful. Thanks, Rocky. I mean, what can you say? But what, what? What more can I say? Honestly, I mean, please tell us in the comments. Please, no, desperately, we have no idea what the hell was that. <laughs> um, over here in the middle, 
we are not short on, well, Fair. maybe a little short on absolute gems. There's still a lot of good here. But uh, this movie, I guess, was polarizing. Because um, even the 5 out of 10 here from Jomi Augustine, uh, his 5 out of 10 review, I feel pity for the younger generation. I respect the people who have rated this movie 10 out of 10. It's not their mistake. Probably this was the first movie they watched in their life. Long way to go. You'll soon watch Masterpieces and change your view about this. I feel sad for my country's young generation. 16 out of 33. This, oh, dear. They, they had... Well, they lost their faith. Harish Madiretti... Madeira Ready uh, had a differing opinion. They gave it a 10 out of 10. Decently written, extraordinarily filmed, and fairly connected with audience. (laughs) This is a 10 out of 10. Really, really selling it here. There is 100% science behind the divide talk of this movie. Having Prabhas as lead actor, there are no, no elevation shots, no fights, no set songs, and mainly there is no high points a fan, in quotes, is bound to anticipate. Doesn't get any of these, but a regular moviegoer would love the movie for the same reason and not overdoing the things the hero does just because he's a hero where the hero does whatever fits the story. Beautifully presented by the director, his writing in a few scenes is top-notch. That was so. Everything I just read was between two periods. Between oh, okay. the, the period brackets. I haven't seen those yeah. since uh, um, ninety six. Few more intimate love moments between the lead actors would help us connect to their emotions more. The oh, this guy just wanted a porno. The dialogues at the crucial scenes are very well written which makes us get the connection between the des I think that's supposed to be destiny, but he spelled it with an R instead of a T, and love. Please watch this movie without heavy expectations. <laughs> I'm reminding everyone now this is a 10 out of 10 review. <laughs> Consider that <laughs> you're, you're going, you're possessive <laughs> and capitalized for some reason. Going to watch a love story, and please don't bother the buzz. You will love the film. 61 out of 105 found that helpful. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Oh, well. Jeez, 10 out of 10. This this one sucked. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I heard. Uh, from Shopping Buzz, 1 out of 10. Uh... Oh, in oh, asterisk, we, we were told not to bother the buzz in this last review, yeah. so maybe that's who he was referring to. <laughs> Don't bother the buzz. Well, we're bothering them. Uh, this is this is an asterisk. I didn't realize that. I don't know what. Don't waste your hard-earned money on this asterisk. Okay, all right. Well, that's just a normal statement, not like what's happening. Uh, a lot of accountants in the one out of ten. A lot of uh, people mad about the price. Well, there is there is a reputation amongst Indian people of being very frugal. So, what is uh, uh, before I do this? What is uh, what is CR to USD? I wonder. Well, they said it was three hundred. They were complaining. That's four. That's forty-seven cents. Yeah. 
It's a lot of money there, f- Jake. Uh, oh, that's no, that's Costa Rican. Right. That's not the right one. All right, isn't an actual currency. It's a unit, like million. Oh. So is it RS? Yes. This is the rupee to okay? So what did he say? Eight hundred. Yes. Yeah, ten dollars. Okay. Calm down, calm down, India. As a collective, as a collective country, this is my message to India. Calm down, okay. All right. Let's take it. Don't waste your hard-earned money on this. Hard-earned, not a lot. With inflation right away, the ticket price is touching its limits. Still, as a movie addict, when you step into theater and waiting for some jinx to happen, ellipses. But what you get is double ellipses, yet another 90 millimeter ROD or rod after Saho. If at all they have had spent some money on script, it would have made some sense. Movie is just two hours, but felt like three hours long. Pooja Hedge is pale and just straight face acting in each and every frame. Entertainment quotient is zero. Wasted star cast may be to appeal all sectors of India, but they had zero impact. Music is dull. Some over-the-top scenes. <laughs> One can easily make it out the CGI scenes. Much hyped ship scene is dumb. Even Prabhas is odd in few scenes. 20 out of 53 found that helpful. Uh, mm. that, I saw that on a lot of reviews is like this Radhe or Radha where it it sounds like that it just from context clues it it kind of seems to me like they're trying they're, they're taking an easy pun to make fun of the movie like you know Infinity War more like Infinity Bore uh. so maybe it's just a language thing I'm not picking up on but what I also picked up on was that there was not what like you know how the, you know, you can get the bots in here sometimes. They're like shilling for the movie. You know, they'll have their fake right. reviews um, in with the real reviewers. They live among us. Um, Replicants. Now, usually they spot. There. They like put high reviews of this movie, but I have not. I've seen not one but two like anti reviews. Like they are advertising for a different movie, The Cashmere Files, uh, which I guess is also showing right now, and they they're like. They're like dunking on this movie because the Cashmere Files are doing better. There's one from um, Vishalte Wade, which is just good movie, but not much good of the Cashmere Files. And then it's just clapping and flexing emojis. Um, but we got this one from The Gamer XT, six out of ten. Um, entertaining. It's an entertaining movie, but don't extend expect much from it the cashmere files has already overtaken it in terms of popularity and quality even though this movie is a sci-fi one which is the most popular genre and the cashmere files is a dark film based on real events i.e cashmere pandi genocide this one lags behind in comparison if you want to watch a movie go watch the cashmere files 
not sponsored by Cashmere Files, I guess. Two out of four. Not sponsored by Cashmere. You know how you you know how you can test like a really good cashmere? Put a ring on. The ring? Put the ring. The ring. The ring. I guess the I, ring I trick. guess I learned that. Something I learned. And apparently they can be uh easily good cashmere can also be easily cut with a Victorian cross. Yeah. Also, um uh, spoilers. Goats. Don't fuck around with goats. <laughs> Don't fuck with goats, dude. Don't get goats. I won't. Not anymore. Not anymore. I was. I was going to. with the sauce. I was going to fuck around with a goat. <laughs> but after a while. Goated with the sauce. Goated? Yo, that goat was goated with the sauce. <laughs> the sauce was, was your blood in this instance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, spoilers. Um, um, let's talk about the rest of this box office. Sure, Sing 2 is in 8th with $1.6 million in its 12th week. Jackass Forever is in ninth with $1.088 million in its 6th week. And Scream rounds out the top 10 with $469,000 in its ninth week in just 664 theaters. I see. Uh, big old shout-out to uh, the number 15 spot, 2022 Oscar-nominated short films, live-action slash 2022 Oscar-nominated short films, animation slash 2022 Oscar-nominated short films documentary, making 199000 down 33% from last week. They just rebroadcasted the, the nominated fil- short films, I guess, is one Oh, thing. I mean, I think this is, uh, yeah, this is where they do stuff like this pretty much every year to uh, give certain members of the Academy a chance to see them before they vote. Mm-hmm. That um, makes sense. Um, also... Because, you know, you wouldn't want to award a movie, I don't know, Best Picture, if you hadn't seen it. That would no. just be ridiculous. I mean, that's, that's like, normally review taboo. Um, it's kind of just like like shitting on somebody's chest. Like, it it's, really, you just don't do that. It is. You, that's not good to do. It's not to polite. It's not appropriate. It's not sanitary. No. You would, you generally you generally want to go see a, a movie uh, before you give any sort of review. No. They wouldn't do, wouldn't do all, that. You know, that, uh, we got to find a new movie for you to not watch and rate. <laughs> just so we can keep it fresh. Um, also, uh, also shout can, out. Uh, number 35, The Cherry Bushido. I, I had my spider sense tingling on this one. Uh, I was curious about what it was. Um, and I fucking knew it. It's, it's one of the, it's not, it's not produced by Science Eye, but they are, they're definitely reviewing it and they're sponsoring it. Uh, so this is the next one in their, in their programming, if you would like to call it that. Um, the re-education. The plot is, uh, you know, Japan is under attack from nuclear missiles by Snusha, Slusha, and to save Japan and their pussy-ass, non-violent ways, these kids have to go to hell, because it's actually Satan controlling the Brussians, the Strussians, the Slushians, and he's going to make them do a war. So you have to go into hell and actual fight literal Hades with your... And it has to be Japanese because you're fighting for the soul of Japan. Only Bushido can save Japan from Satan. Um, Is this a common um, sentiment amongst the Japanese that Russia bad? 
Well, there was like, that whole they... Russo-Japanese war. Well, uh, because they're still at war, apparently. I, I found this out today, that they're still technically at war with Russia over those couple islands. Yeah. Up in... There's, uh, there's, there's a couple of those in the Pacific no. where they're just like, no, I never, I never gave those up. Uh, no, 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 they're still Finders mine. keepers. Squatters rights. So yeah. Russia famously has no warm water ports. Um, so they tried to take over Japan, which does have warm water ports. Uh, did not go so well. Uh, they got, as the kids would say, their cheeks clapped by Japan. Uh, even though the uh, Emperor Nicholas II was convinced that they could have won if they fought on, uh, he he <laughs> he <dipped>. was out <laughs> of the picture. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, they haven't given this up. So I'm I would put money on this if I was a betting man. I would put money on it that at some point the JDSF uh, comes in and like is, reinforces these little school children. In, in hell to fight the zombies because uh, that's just the kind of movie that this looks like it's also sponsored right. by the, the happy science eye cult cool <laughs> real good um, Sifu I'm pivoting to gaming news now I should probably mark that uh, gaming news yeah uh, Sifu is a uh, is a game that a lot of people are enjoying and it's got a thriving mod scene so uh, there's mods that uh, make it Daredevil-esque, and uh, now there is a full, like, Matrix conversion for the game. Uh, it is a mod pack of four mods, Neo the One Skin, which turns the Seafood protagonist into Mr. Anderson. Um, Agent Smith to all enemies, just like the scene in Matrix Reloaded in the Bowery where you fight a bunch of Agent Smiths. Uh, the Matrix Reshade, which gives everything that distinctive green color grading that the Matrix was famous for, Good. and Matrix Combat sound effects. Um, so if you download those four mods, you get a Matrix game that is better than any other Matrix game ever made. <laughs> Although some of the cheats go... No, it was Minority Report. So there's a Minority Report video game for the sixth generation of consoles. Um, it's a terrible game, except for the fact that it has some of the funnest cheat codes to mess around with. Oh. Including one that gives you a ragdoll button. Oh. Me and my friend Colin were playing it a while ago, and I immediately, within seconds, did a kick and a ragdoll, which just put your character's face right in the enemy's crotch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how the game was supposed to be played. Yeah, Dr. Disrespect is back in the news after settling his lawsuit with Twitch. He is selling NFT beta access, whatever the fuck that means, you know, to NFT his game. Futures. To his game. Um, the only problem with this is uh, the game does not yet exist. <laughs> the, initial round of, guys. the initial round of 10,000 founders access passes will sell for $50 each. Um, oh, God. So, <laughs> Buy last December... Before it's made. Last December, this is... Dr. Disrespect co-founded a new gaming studio called Midnight Society with former Call of Duty creative strategist Robert Bowling and Halo 5 multiplayer designer Quinn Del Hoyo. 
Um, they have not revealed what they're working on beyond a premise that it'll be the most community-focused online PvP multiplayer experience the world has ever seen. Um, but they already want your money. So you're not even buying into the beta, Peter. It's worse than that. You're buying into the alpha. <laughs> I think it's like you're a buying Kickstarter. into the primordial muck. <laughs> it really reminds me of a Kickstarter. Yeah. It would have been better if they just fucking did it on Kickstarter. <laughs> I, I think this is literally just Kickstarter with extra steps. Yeah, you can now you can speculate on the Kickstarter. You ever wanted to? You ever want to speculate on your Patreon donation? Here's your it's like you just get like insider information into like the development. So like, I, maybe you can go post it on your blog. <laughs> Uh, or, or is that all going to be public? I don't like. I don't know. Yeah, I don't uh, understand why involve blockchain in this and NFTs. Like, why not just do fucking GoFundMe or Kickstarter? I mean, I guess my only guess, my speculation here, is that they don't want Kickstarter or GoFundMe or Indiegogo or whatever to take whatever cut of the money that they take. Hmm. So they're doing this, which I guess will enable them to net more of the profits. I don't really understand blockchain or NFTs or any of that shit. Um, all I know is it's really I mean, bad for the environment. The only thing I can see benefit off of this is, you know, they get the money in, and if somebody wants out of it at any point, yeah. they can go ahead and turn around and sell it to somebody. Yeah. If it's in high demand and possibly, I don't know, sell it for more? Yeah, so this is this is kind of the core of a lot of NFT uh, scams is that there is no real good way to cash out. It's you sell to someone who's going to buy it. And because people are trading, it would go up. Uh, it has so value. you have to sell it to someone who would buy it for more. And it yeah. would keep repeating until uh, you just couldn't sell it. And now you're stuck with this goofy inflated asset that is, is just worthless. It's a money. reverse funnel system. It's a... Yeah. Well, no, it's yeah, and I'm wondering, scheme, I'm wondering if like, it's worse than a pyramid scheme. I wonder if there's a scheme behind this. I, I don't want to think that NFTs. like he's on. A... Well, no, I, I'm wondering, I'm wondering how they could capitalize specifically off it. Like, are they are they going to send out these ten thousand NFTs while like maybe the company Midnight Society holds on to like ten thousand more NFTs? And as people circulate these NFTs, selling them, getting them up in price, and then they turn into like hundred dollar NFTs, then Doctor the Midnight Society can use that as like capital or you know leverage to to take more money out for their company, um, hoping that they'll go up in value, uh, like a mini oh, stock market. Like do a split. I don't. Or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I don't like that, that would go over very poorly. <laughs> well, not even like a split, but like as long as they have the capital and then they can take out a loan against that capital um, and, and make money that way. Just I say, hey, we have. See now. I don't know how that works. I with don't banks. know how a bank would feel about yeah. backing a loan on collateral of nft i don't think unless it's all through bitcoin and ethereum and they trade all their fucking nfts or they have a 
alone in big. Yeah, I, I don't even fucking know. I, I'm so talking on my ass at this point. Um, this is my reminder. Everyone, go watch. Line goes up. It's it's like two hours, but it it will tell you basically everything you need to know about why NFTs suck donkey scrote. If it were yeah. already immediately obvious. Yeah. Well, I mean, I even knew from the beginning, but then it goes deep and you're like, oh, no. Oh, yeah, it gets no. worse. The deeper you go, the worse. It's like an onion. The yeah. more like you peel it, the more it stinks. Yeah. <sighs> the more you peel the donkey scrote, the worse it sounds. <laughs> Fuck. It has layers. Uh, <gasps> Supermassive's next game is a summer camp slasher thriller starring... Alumni from Scream, Aliens, and a Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, they want to make their super own massive. Line. Well, super massive is uh, they've they've they're I think did they develop Dying Light? Um, they they this is their 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 shtick is they make these choice laden horror games and they get big name actors in here. It's it's kind of like Until Dawn. Um, so you got David Arquette in here. You got uh, Lance Henriksen from Aliens and Lynn Shea from Nightmare on Elm Street. And it's a summer camp slasher thing uh, called The Quarry. It will release on uh, last-gen consoles and current-gen consoles um, on June 10th. Uh, so if you're a supermassive fan... Uh, there's that for you. Sticking with the horror genre, Netflix has a Resident Evil live action series set to debut in July. Off the smashing success that was Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. Yeah. It was really good. <laughs> with no audio. <laughs> so I couldn't see how bad the writing was. Uh, it stars Lance Reddick. It will debut on July 14th. It was announced in 2020. The series will follow two distinct timelines. One before the zombie apocalypse when 14-year-old sisters Jay and Billy Wesker. This little far part gets they're related to Wesker. <laughs> Jay and Billy Wesker. Are those actually, are those like new IC? No. New characters? Well, uh, Wesker is a, uh, he was a character. In, so maybe they're his daughters. Well, there's, yeah, there's, uh, what is this, Andrew Wesker? Or? I forget his first name. I just know him as Wesker because I play a lot of Marvel yeah. 3. Um, Wesker, Resident Evil. Oh, Jade. Oh, Jade, Wes- Jade Wesker. Albert Jade. Wesker. Albert. Albert, that was his name. Yeah, he was in um, he was in Welcome to Raccoon City, uh, and he was involved with a end credit scene, and I was like, oh, that's cute. You thought you were getting a sequel. <laughs> Um, so they come to realize that all is not as it seems in the corporate town of New Raccoon City and the other is more than a decade in the future when everything has gone to shit uh, Netflix Netflix has provided a synopsis of the show to Polygon which uh, I will now read here um, <laughs> the year 2036 14 years after a deadly virus caused a global apocalypse Jade Wesker fights for survival in a world overrun by bloodthirsty, infected, and insane creatures. 
in this absolute carnage, Jade is haunted by her past in New Raccoon City, by her father's chilling connections to the Umbrella Corporation. Yeah, it is now they're Wesker's kid. Um, but mostly what happened to her sister, Billy. Um, so it's it's a Resident Evil spinoff. Um, it's like Code Veronica, but probably going to be worse. Um, yeah, it's Netflix trash. Elden Ring has smashed sales records, selling 12 million copies in just three weeks. It took the Dark Souls series three games to reach that milestone. Wow. Um, so the hype machine for Elden Ring worked to perfection because this thing is selling like GTA 5 right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like, I think we've said it before. I've said it before. I'm not a Dark Souls player, and I got it, and I love it. I've been playing it. That's all I can think about. I dream about it sometimes. Um, I mean, I, I feel like I'm like 60 hours into it and I haven't even scratched the surface. So you can definitely easily dump 200 or more hours into this game and feel like there's still more to go. Uh, they just had their biggest, their like big patch uh, that helped a lot of glitching. Unfortunately for PC players, the stuttering issue seems to persist, which I'm kind of peeved about uh, that every now and then comes sort up. Sort out your texture, your shader caching from yeah, soft. It's, it seems like when you go into like like a high, like a dense area where there's a bunch of bushes and shit around, uh, that's when it kind of freaks out, which it has is to like cache kinda, all the shaders. Yeah. Um, um, and then. Uh, yeah, so they, they did a lot of bu- balancing and, and, like, bug fixes and, uh, like, exploit fixes. Because there's a lot of stuff like that you can do. Yeah. All right, well, it was, a, it was a pretty quiet week for gaming news, so we'll transition quickly here to talk about The King's Man and Man Oh Man. Do what I a, not have a ton to say about this movie? king-sized <laughs> movie. Um, it... It did feel long. How how long was this shit? It was this two was and like, a half hours. Two hours and thirty seven minutes. Way too long. With credits. felt like. Um, yeah, I I'm a bit of a history buff, so some of the nods <laughs> to uh, World War One history were amusing to me. Like they had Rasputin be tall, like he was. He was six yeah. four in real life. The uh, the scene where they assassinate Archduke Ferdinand uh, was very much like how it actually went down except yeah. they didn't turn down a wrong how <laughs> like oh geez some of the writing in this movie was just like what are you trying to yeah. be movie this, um it was a i think a little tonally confused but otherwise swashbuckling adventure set in let's say a liberal interpretation of world war one yes uh where <laughs> rulers of three separate countries are in fact cousins <laughs> Maybe. I was gonna say that's that was made up, right? Yes. That, yeah, I was gonna say I was like, this is something part of history. I I do not remember, and I feel like no Queen Victoria was not weird. aunt to Kaiser Wilhelm. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't think so. Yeah, that was definitely a, a interesting take on it. Uh, it. It's so that they can perpetuate the Kingsman. Always has had the uh, the Ang- Anglo uh, superior. Uh, mindset. Everything revolves around Britain, and mm-hmm. it all has to tie back to Britain. So that's why they were all Queen Victoria's kids. Uh, were, uh, I, that may have actually been true. 
Wait, what? Yeah. I I suspected it was true because it's it, it's European royalty, so everyone's related. It's a big old family wreath up there in the castles. Okay, but what about uh, the Tsar? Uh, was Nicholas II related to Queen Victoria? I will I will eat crow. He was the if most I'm wrong. The, the most uh, distantly related. They shared a com. The, the two did share a common ancestor by blood, though it was antecedent. Uh, so probably like a fucking way back. Uh, but he wedded the queen's granddaughter. So they were. Okay. I guess they were related in that way. So yeah, um, I guess he wasn't. He wasn't cousins per se. As more as he was royalty, and they're all swimming in the same gene pool. All right. Well, we're we damned. So, uh, but uh, maybe maybe the liberty they took were that they you know played together as children. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that like, much is uh, super accurate, but. They they made it they made it seem like they were first cousins like grow grew up together and like were really close and then mm-hmm. all split off between uh, uh, happened to be yeah. king and uh, and they you know, German they simplified was notoriously one of the most allegiantly complicated wars in modern history yes into, it's three brothers it's it's three cousins it's, it's just three three cousins. Having a pissing match. Don't yeah. talk about um, the League of France or, or, you know, any of that stuff. Or the, the Triple Alliance, the fucking... Oh, we did not cover World War One in great detail. All I know is that there are <laughs> a shit ton of alliances mm-hmm. that were sometimes in conflict. Uh, it was, yeah, it was a lot of hidden alliances. And then the once... Once there was an opportunity to go to war, everyone seized that opportunity. Because they and, all thought uh, they had this cool new thing called a mechanized army. They found out that everyone else did too, and uh, really rocked their socks, you might say. Well, they all they all thought so. A lot of the major players, a lot of the major players uh, in the war, felt they had an opportunity to gain territory um, through the guise of war. So they they exercised that opportunity, and in the end, everyone stayed pretty much where they were. Germany did kind of like softly annex Austria-Hungary uh, at the end of it. Um, but then, you know, Treaty of Versailles happened. That leads to World War II. There is... Uh, my, 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 my point here is that there is some nice nods to European and world history mm-hmm. in this movie. Um, but, uh, like Peter said, it was very totally confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The the general artistic memory of World War One is this is an awful war. Uh, everyone who came back was broken. It scarred Europe, possibly for the next century, and led to a second one because no one came out happy. Uh, and the theme of the movie was don't be a pacifist. Sometimes violence is the answer. And that's just kind of an inherent little tonal clash. Is but it, it's would precision it be, violence. Yes. Would it be inaccurate to say that this movie could have been made in 2002? Like, just no. thinking about the style of this movie. 
Well, I'm thinking about the style of this movie, and I'm thinking about the quality of the visual effects. <laughs> a lot of these looked like they were ripped from the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen in terms of their quality. Like, there is a lot of rough-looking special effects in this movie. Um, and, any any uh, motion blur, like, scenes on the battlefields. Got a little, got a little uncanny valley. Yeah, the uh, the only thing about this movie that would kind of be out of place in 2002 were some of the virtual camera moves, because that technique really wasn't innovated until Matrix Reloaded came along, and that was 03. But mid-aughts, mm. this movie definitely could have been like an 04 or 05 release. And I don't think it would have seemed out of place in that era. Um, there's a lot of interesting cinematography in the movie. Uh, not all of it's good. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they did shots because... Uh, they could, and not because they should. Which, given I the fe- quality f- of this movie, makes it's a good choice. I feel like they, I feel like they waited till the filming of of um, was it nineteen eighteen? Was that the the movie that like won all the Oscars? Yes. It was uh, I feel like they waited. Nineteen seventeen oh. was the World War One movie. Dunkirk, I think, was World War Two. That was the evacuation. Yeah. But nineteen seventeen is your point, right? Nineteen seventeen. I think I think they waited till the filming of nineteen seventeen was done, and they were like, "Nobody's in. Nobody's using this, right? Can we can we borrow it for a couple scenes?" And they just like filmed off the back we're to just save some move money. Into your set, if that's okay. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Bye. I think, and then they're just like squatters' rights. We were here all night. We get it this morning. We're shooting today. It's the camera. And the then camera they use the trenches. The trenches covering fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shooting. I'm shooting. I'm shooting so much. <laughs> <laughs> we borrowed some of his like. What what did he film on? Forty millimeter film. We borrowed some of his special film. Thirty five probably. We woke yeah, up 40. Kodak. It's an arcane format. No one uses it. <laughs> we woke up Kodak Black to make us some more film. Yeah, Rochester's economy is revived. Kodak returns. The beacon is lit. Kodak returns to aid. (laughs) Wait, they're making drugs now? What? Kodak. They're making Uh, bean. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. The other two Kingsmen felt very much like a comedy action goof spy thriller and this was like uh de- like I, we thought at first it was going of more serious tone yeah. and they came out with another trailer and we're like oh it's gonna be more like the original kingsman and then it actually came out and it's like oh no our first it's kind of bold I I don't know how much goof there was it was like the only goof there was was like with Rasputin and and then they made the the and villain, that was short uh, the, the most cartoonish Scotsman ever conceived. Yeah. So I feel no, like that's there's, how it felt like there's a joke, to be It felt like a like a GI Joe yeah. two parter. They kind of head his back like he was fucking claw from Inspector Gadget. <laughs> there was some goofiness throughout the movie, um, but it did take itself a lot more seriously than any of the other Kingsman movies. So yeah, it was kind of. The movie kind of mirrors the trailers in a lot, lot of ways where, like, at the beginning of the movie, it's very, very serious. And then you get into 
like all the shit with Rasputin in the fucking League of Supervillains, and you're like, okay, this is goofy as fuck. And then it kind of like goes back to being self serious again, and then you get to the climax and some of the action scenes with that, and you're like, okay, this is goofy again. Um, yeah, yeah, because they definitely they definitely hammed up some of the some of the shit with like where the, the goat coming over oh, yeah. trying to knock him off, and then and then again the goat at the end. Uh, but but also just the I don't know a lot of the over gratuitous like violence was kind of in a goofy in a way like just chopping off the head in one swipe that is another legacy of uh kingsman one was you know they had the the infamous uh uh church massacre scene yeah and they kind of wanted to probably follow up on that at least a little bit visually um yeah that was that was definitely the their their church massacre scene that they they had a obligatory over-the-top violence but it really it didn't have the same impact as like that. And I don't know if it's because it's older weapons. Yeah. But they blew their load probably uh, literally with the Rasputin set piece. That was what they put in the trailers. Um, and yeah, when I say yeah. it was goofy, we're talking like, I guess spoilers, but like his, his, the scene right before his climactic fight is he like, he, he like mind fucks uh, our main character and then, like, fingers his legacy. Yeah, he yeah. fucks his legacy. His bull and legacy. where? When did he drug the guy? I totally he missed has that part. Gnosis powers. That's what that was. I thought it was. I thought all this gnosis was, junk was just opium. Yeah, I thought it was all opium. Like everybody thought it was hypnosis, but it's just opium. He may have. He also may have spiked. Uh, the drink. A drink or something. Oh yeah, because yeah, he's uh, drinking that... the the wine right before it. Remember he had yeah. the glass. Yeah, rah rah Rasputin. <laughs> Russia's greatest some, opium Russia's spiker. Put some poison weed. into his wine, which I'm glad they made a reference to that. I, uh, first, I'm very disappointed they did not license that song for that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, they did it for the but, trailer, but they couldn't follow through. But I am happy that they did reference some of the things, like, you know, the poison and him throwing it up and being like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> it did not agree with me. Uh, yeah, like, it, honestly, if I have to give a recommendation for this movie, watch the Rasputin scenes and then everything else you can just kind of, like, shove aside. Not even that the Rasputin scenes were that good, but they're, like, the only really interesting part of the movie like the i did not really i did not connect with this movie much at all so like i didn't see the twist coming i guess i don't know if they hinted at it but i was not engaged enough with the movie to kind of follow any clues to suggest who the antagonist ended up being uh there was a couple of surprising moments like when uh the main character's son gets twist in the middle redacted yeah um yeah. like the, when we that say was unexpected. Whiplash, the three acts of this movie are uh, funny Russia moment with Russia meme man. Uh, act two, young child discovers the horrors of the battlefields of World War One. Act three, fun mountain heist against evil Scottish man. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't quite jive. It's not a cohesive feel to the movie. And uh, I think that's why this did 
considerably worse than the other Kingsman movies. And it just kind of dragged along. Like I, yeah, there's no like reason there this two, movie needed to be as long as it was. I felt like there were there were two hard like climaxes, like um, kind of towards the maybe end of the second act when when Conrad gets shot. Um, I thought that was like more towards the climax of the movie. Like, oh, he's he's finally fulfilling his duties and to come back and you know come back and be the hero and then you know topple down you know the the whole plans of the villains, but, and then it just kind of hits a lull and it just gets really sad for the next, then it drags for the next like 20 minutes when you go through the funeral and all that jazz. And it's like, fuck that like sad. Yeah. It had a real, but like, like, it was trying to go for like a real point about war. And then, and then we have, I'm falling out of the parachute under the sky. Whoa. Yeah. Exciting. And like, I, I get that for like like that was a good impactful moment for a different movie. <laughs> it's like that was great oh. for a different Kingsman movie, also, but like when you're trying to say this is like an action movie, action spy thriller, ah, it doesn't work too well. Yeah. I think this did, review. Wait, uh, before you say that, did anyone else? I just want to throw this in here real quick. Remember that guy that spoilers Conrad switched places with? Just that random Scottish dude, Archie, Archie Reed. Reed yeah. yeah. He ended up in the end of the movie on the fucking council, right? Yeah, that was him. I think okay. So. <laughs> Wait, yeah. really? He was like Lancelot or some shit. I was like, I'm looking. I'm like, wait, no, that was just the dude who, who you were just in the right place. I mean, I wouldn't put it past you know, you know, uh, what is it, nineteenth, early nineteenth, early yeah, early twentieth century Europe for you to just be like, you, you're on our spy team. <laughs> it was those days where you could just he's a young strapping lad and he didn't sell out my son yeah you're on the team you get to be part of the most elite spy agency in all of England sure yeah why not we'll put the American ambassador on there fuck it I don't care <laughs> who cares uh, but yeah what does this review say Kurt so uh, the tone lurches awkwardly from sweeping colonial melodrama to grim battle epic camp pseudo-bond caper and crass unfunny farce. I think that does a pretty good job of summing up uh, what it's like to watch this movie. Yeah. Uh, it's just... It's crazy. It's all over the place. It's it's hard to, hard to pin it down it, in any one... It, he literally got like the position on the Kingsman because he traded places with Conrad because he was going by Conrad and by Lancelot the entire time. So it's all, it's all just a fucking joke to Mr. Orlando Oxford over here. Yeah. It's, uh, my final thoughts are it's, it's overly long, uh, in parts it's overly serious. And uh, I don't think it gives fans of the franchise what they wanted. And I don't think it gives casual moviegoers enough entertainment to be worth committing two and a half hours to. Yeah. My recommendation, um, watch it on an airplane. This is an airplane movie, if ever there was one. You know, it had, I think it had a lot of, Pretty accurate historical references, which are neat to watch and and see like play out 
on like a grand scale. I mean, like you're talking to Tsar Nicholas and you're talking to uh, uh, King George. You do the Zimmerman and telegram and it's like, you know. I, you do the Zimmerman telegram and, and it's like, is. oh, cool. Yeah, I know what remember, that, remember that is. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of historical I know what that is. Yeah. And they like bring in Lenin. <laughs> like, hey, they did a good job with the makeup for Lenin. The <laughs> they got his hair. <laughs> you look like Trotsky. Um, good. <laughs> And there was uh, the stinger at the end, which was fantastic, uh, setting him up. I, I I don't know how much this made. I guess they're going to make a sequel out of this for World War II. Oh, Oh, you missed the stinger? I was done with this movie when the credits rolled. <laughs> oh, I, I, you looked, I, I skimmed through the credits. Was it at the beginning of the credits? Because I looked at the very end. Um, It was like, I think it was one of those not like middle credits. It was like middle end oh, uh, credits. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll try to find it. Um, but... Uh, you know when they brought in Adolf Hitler, and well, yeah, they I, they stinger. made reference to that in in the Cobra Commander thing. Um, is it Taika huh? Watiti? It's, it's, uh... No, no, it does kind of look like him though. I mean, I... Uh, who is it? David Cross, I think I, I saw. Wait, is who, who David plays him? Cross? Like, uh, no, not that David Cross. <laughs> Tobias Funke. <laughs> um. Hold on, let me. Yeah, I'm watching this. <laughs> like, of course, it would be this way, where he's like, "Hi guys, I'm Hitler." Well, the the reason I I kind of like without even seeing the scene knew that's where they were going with a potential sequel is because when yeah, yeah. Uh, Lenin's that talking, was a sequel to World War One. When Lenin's talking to uh, Scotsman. He says, you're going to have a hard time finding my balance on the right. Mm-hmm. So he's socialist. Opposite yeah, of that is fascism. The right. Yeah. Hitler. Yeah. The right. It was, it was not difficult to put two and two together there. So, yeah, oh, if, yeah. If, they, if they do make the sequel to this, if they made enough money where they do that, it will probably be focused around World War II, and hopefully they can iron out the tone a little bit. I was never a huge fan of the Kingsman franchise. Uh, none of them really did a ton for me. But yeah. uh, this this one in particular, particular was a, a bit rough to sit through. Yeah, yeah the, thing, the thing where I think it fails and it doesn't really hold the same weight as the original Kingsman movies was those were true blue spy movies where this was kind of like an imitation spy movie or the the birth of a spy movie, which really isn't that fun of a concept as you might think, because kind of the cool parts of a spy movie is having this massive established network and utilizing it in different ways and then having gadgets, like tons of gadgets. Yeah, there were no, not really any the, gadgets the, in this movie. Yeah, the gadgets I saw were he made a parachute, uh, which, which great, and it didn't really work that well. <laughs> Like it, it, it didn't the go as planned. <laughs> and then he had to em- ah, the wind. Damn it! He had the emperor's new groove his way up the side of the cliff. Uh, yep, yeah, emperor's new groove, which we should have seen more of that. I honestly, we needed like ten more minutes of him trying to shimmy up there. Um, and then uh, what was the other? Oh, the cane sword, I guess, which is not really a gadget, but like just an old way of having a yeah, sword. Wait. I don't. It's a very violent accessory for a pacifist. Yeah. Yes. Even if he does like operate in the shadows, like man doesn't leave his house. Like, what? What, what are you carrying your cane sword there for, buddy? 
Um, yeah, which and also that was just an annoying part throughout the movie where it's like him being the pacifist and and not wanting to participate and being way too rigid to his his standards of like oh gotta you know respect the wishes of my dead wife whatever you know do what you're good at it's times of war they change people and then yes yeah, and was that not the most obvious like as soon as his wife got out of the fucking carriage I'm like oh she's getting shot yeah there's a lot of <laughs> yeah. this which was very early. like I would show this to my film studies 101 class to show them like set up and pay off and foreshadowing. Like as soon as he started fighting, I was, I was, I actually, I hurt my brain. Cause I, it was stupider than I imagined. I'm like, Oh, he's going to kill him with the cross, which was like the sign of his son. And like the whole symbol of like redemption and the goal of the fucking movie, he's going to kill the bad guy. What if he killed the bad guy with the Victoria cross? That would be funny. Right. Uh, and then he almost, mm-hmm. then he didn't, but then he's on the cliff. And then he cuts the fucking sweater with the cross. And I'm like, no, not like this. <laughs> um, I'm looking through the IMDb trivia. And uh, so here we go. Matthew Vaughn originally intended Rasputin's dance fight to be set to an orchestral version of Boney M's Rasputin song in keeping with the Kingsman battles being set to popular music. However, he felt it didn't work out, so he instead went with Russian orchestral composer Pierre T. Ilyik Tchaikovsky, uh, 1812 Overture in the Fight. Tchaikovsky? Fuck you, should have went with Rasputin's. Huh? You mean Tchaikovsky? Chai... Sure. <laughs> the guy who wrote the 1812 Overture. Yeah, whatever. Not I don't all of us minor to music, Peter. <laughs> I I know the eighteen twelve uh, overture, but I don't know the composer's pronunciation. But if if Peter Ilik uh, Tai Taika Waititi uh, wants to compose that, then fine. That's that's okay for him. Good on him. All right. Well, I think that wraps just about puts the bow on our discussion of the King's Man. Um, you can check out SaturnStuds.com for all the links to our social media. We are on Twitter at StudSaturn, uh, Twitch TV backslash SaturnStuds. Uh, we stream Saturdays at 8 and some other days, too. We should be able to finish up God of War this Saturday, which puts us perfectly in line to start Tiny Tina's Wonderlands um, next week, uh, just as we planned it. Uh, also on SaturnStuds.com, our old episode archive, so you can catch up beyond what is cached in your podcatcher of choice. Usually those only have 25 episodes, but as you heard at the top of the show, this is episode 306. There's a lot of episodes out there, and we've talked about a lot of movies, so if you want to know, hey, what did you guys think of this movie that came out four years ago? Well, chances are there's an episode on it, so... Um, you can deep dive on those. Uh, I want to thank everyone who's been listening to the podcast. We've been doing gangbusters of late. We've had, you know, like three or four months of really like some of our strongest months ever um, in terms of listenership. So I want to thank everyone who's who's checked out the show in that time. And, uh, you know, like we're only halfway through March and we already have 105 uh, total downloads. Uh, for the for what we've put out this month, which I think this is only the second or third episode. So, you know, awesome, guys. Really, really thank thank you all for that. And uh, until next time, be well, stay safe, and probably like it's 1995. Peace. Bye-bye. <laughs>